0: Welcome, everybody, to The Outside Edge, a podcast about all things water sports. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of things that happened in the past, and hopefully things will happen in the future. We also like to get into extreme athletes of every sport around the globe. I am your host, Dave Briscoe. Yeah! Ah, the dogs. I love the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> With my
1: happy-fingered friend, Mikey Lee. Woo-hoo! I love that you called me happy-fingered. Yeah, that's who you are. I hope that attracts the ladies. I mean, he's happy-fingered well, ladies. Look, it attracts the dogs. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. How so, are things? Things are good, you know?
0: Uh, yeah this episode isn't gonna air until a week after the super bowl but you know the super bowl happened and i, I love the commercials
1: yeah the commercials, the uh, smart pack. smart pack. oh my i God. love it so great right from the very for where i'm from there up there kid
0: yeah <laughs> they, fast, they put a the guy
1: slider right in there quit being such a smarty pants don't be a smarty pants i love that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love all of the people that were in that too um Godly, I wish all the I a Saturday all Night Live names. crowd. Yeah, and uh, the one guy from The Office, I can't think of his name either, but all of them were great. Oh, uh, I they didn't know they could all do New England accents that well. Well, apparently, they're all, I actually uh, learned a little bit of the history of the commercial. They're all from Boston originally and all three of them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they uh they went back home to meet with their family so they could get the uh accent <laughs> To get going, it back. Yeah, just yeah. so they could get it back uh for their research for that commercial, which I thought was pretty cool. And with yeah. Ortiz at the end that was it was yeah, oh, classic. Yeah. Sorry Mr. Biggins or whatever his name is. And then Sir uh, Biggins. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Classic, whatever, whatever and the whole Mister Peanut debauchery.
0: Oh come on! Was that such a letdown? Big buildup for that. It
1: was, yeah, it was, it was garbage, is what it was. It was a total ripoff of Baby Yoda. Shame (laughs) on you, planners. I know. Shame on you. I know. I saw Baby Yoda. He was pissed. He had a lightsaber. He was ready to start (laughs) doing some hacking on some baby peanuts. (laughs) Well, our co-host is MIA today. I know, no shame. I I don't know what happened to him. uh, He might have. He might have got deported.
0: Uh, I'm not sure what happened. I, kn- I know that that green card's coming up soon. Uh, is, is, he in the, is
1: he on the list of America's Most Wanted? He might be. I thought I had the taps thing ready to go, but I don't. I'll uh-huh. just do
0: it. We miss you, Shannon. <laughs> uh,
1: every once in a while, if I don't have a sound effect, I'll just do it with my mouth, whatever. Right on. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. good. <laughs> well, hey, listen, we got a really cool guest
0: today. Yeah. Uh, major part of the history of the sport. So, let me give a few accolades right here. So, Water Ski Mag coined this dude one time as a man that could ski on anything. Okay. Anything, right? He started skiing in 1969 at age five on the Carlsbad Lagoon in California. In 82, he invented three new tricks on a slalom ski. Okay. So, slalom skis weren't really made for hot dog or trick skiing, and he kind of started that. Uh, 83 through 86, he was a show skier professionally at Six Flags up in Valencia, California. In 84, he gets his first sponsor a contract from Herb O'Brien. Nice. Uh, One of the first kneeboarders, and he was uh, shot on the Black Magic kneeboard, which I remember that board. That was a cool board. In 84, he lands the first ever front flip on a slalom ski, and that was on the HO, the new HO by Herb O'Brien. Uh, 85 to 89 wins three national kneeboard titles, 86 to 90 he. He's on top of, of the, the slalom as a hot dog slalom skier. Wow. Uh used to show up at the Pro Tour a lot doing hot dog tricks. In the 90s, he transferred over to wakeboarding and vel- invented multiple tricks there as well, including the Special K. Pretty cool trick. And at 50 years old, he shocks the world again, skiing on 50 different objects out on his 50th birthday. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome Tony Claritch. Oh, yeah. There he is. <laughs> and he's
2: in the studio. He is in the studio. Yeah,
1: he's not calling in through Skype like most everybody. Thank you for taking the time to come all the way from California.
2: This is a beautiful thing, and I I would say one of the things I'm most excited about, after all, hearing about Buster, to actually see Buster here. (laughs) It's a little bit like a car wreck, though. I want to see, but I'm not so sure I want to see.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that uh, it's so funny whenever somebody hears something on the show, and then they come in and they actually are like, yeah. oh my God, I, now I, I can put a face with the name type thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to, It's good that Buster has fans.
2: Not just a face with the name, but actually a butt with the dog, too, right, because yeah. it's a little bit more graphic than I expected. Now you see after how small it is. You can appreciate <laughs> oh that hard work. Mike yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. And
1: I I, uh, I uh, might over pamper him a little bit in his uh, sur- after surgery, post whatever, but uh, you know, I love the little guy. That's why I talk about him so much. Ah, oh. yes. Now that you spent that thousand bucks, he's I a little lot more valuable like, than you. You better live, you little <laughs> bastard you better live i want at least a hundred dollars a month out of 10 more months you better give me you little yeah so
0: tony i want to dive in first on your history so um you know we, we've had a few guests on uh, that were from california we had carl roberge came over from california uh you know tommy was kind of well i guess texas but uh we had kobe who's also a california guy so what was it like when you were starting out in the 60s tell us about that
2: well, it's interesting. You mentioned uh, the Carlsbad Lagoon and the Roberges were actually there too for a while. So uh, it was just a basic ski club. We hung out, but I was mainly influenced because uh, my uncle Mike Murphy was a show skier. Right, so I saw all the craziness growing up, and I thought that the antics that he was doing was just plain old normal. Right, right. Did yeah. you you started off on two skis? That was the first thing you were on. Two skis in the front of Uncle Mike's deal, and then uh, as he moved and was inventing things, I just kind of followed in his in his wake as it went on. Right.
0: So did he have a ski school going on
2: at that time when you started? Uh, no, he was working for Bartlett's, doing okay. traveling shows and stuff. Yep. He he opened his show in '76, so that was about uh, or that he opened a shop in '76 on the Colorado River parker strip pretty famous place okay and uh i worked there for a few summers uh came of age on the parker strip and again just he he was always this innovative guy co-inventor of the kneeboard in 1972 co-inventor of the sit-down hydrofoil in 1989 he was the father of hot dog water skiing so even before me he was doing a tumble turn a backward start you know a wake 360 yeah and i just uh i saw really basically that it was a way to get chicks
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's what they all say. That's the only reason any of us did. Uh, You know, I'm I'm thinking about getting out there because the women seem to be impressed by it. (laughs) Right. Right. When I was a kid,
0: my brothers taught me, We used to get in the boat and we'd drive down the lake on a Friday and we'd look at all the clotheslines Mm -hmm. and you'd look for the bikinis. Yeah. Because you could tell, you know, if there was a big bikini or a one piece or whatever. Uh So you'd go by that house the next morning and barefoot. (laughs) You know, right by, and then all you'd pull the boat up after, and then all jump in the boat. And of it was, course, it, it was done. It was, it was easy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I,
1: yeah. I envy you guys. Yeah. You know so, how hard I worked to get laid in high school? <laughs> You're still working hard at it. I am. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we had a little river maneuver that uh, was pretty famous. A buddy and mine would go out on the, the Mastercraft and on uh, the Parker Strip. We'd cruise up and down the strip. You'd find, you know, a couple of gals up on the shore, and uh, oh, we need an observer. Can one of you ride? Yep. And invariably, can my friend come too? Sure. Oh, gee, sure, no problem. <laughs> so we get out, do the whoop-de-do for a little bit. Sometimes he'd like pretend that I, he was teaching me how to ski, or you know, whatever, just various stuff. We'd have fun, right. and repeat this several times during the day. And we're nice guys because we're not like trying to hook up with you or any bit uh, or anything All like right. that. Right now, we're just going to drop you off. What are you doing later? Yeah. Oh, we're going to Sundance, which is a very famous bar. Oh. On, on the river, uh-huh. so now we're showing up at Sundance, and we've already like
1: you've already got, got the in. connection, yeah, S- with
2: several wow. groups.
1: Wow, with several groups? Wow, that's that. just what a trickster. You're despicable. <laughs> I love it. We oh, all had our so moments great. in our youth, though. You oh, know. That, oh, of course, yeah. yeah, we all did it, man. Uh, I used to go into bars and just like throw on a stupid accent just and pretend like I was from another country because I knew that (laughs) women like guys with accents. I wonder if the girls were doing
0: the same thing. I wonder if the girls had the boats and they were doing
1: the same thing to us. I I don't know. Maybe so. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. But what would they do? Like,. a girl just walks up and goes, Hey, hey put you a wanna... bikini on?" She <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just walks up and goes, Hey, you wanna go for a ride? And you're like, Okay, let's yeah, go. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a boat. <laughs> what do you want to Oh, you're dropping me off? You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll See stay. That? I'll stay in the boat with you all. That's day. That's The
0: bottom line, boats really probably added to the population. Uh, right. You know? That's this is how it's it happened. It's the boat boomers. It's the boat the boat boomers.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic.
0: So what else was going on back in the day with, with Murphy when you were starting out?
2: Well, we moved from uh, Carlsbad Lagoon to uh, Ski West, uh, and when the when the club moved there, it was the second uh, the second man-made lake, and okay. that's when Robert's was there too, and they carried on from there. But the, the tournament skiing just wasn't for our family, so we yeah. moved from that location after one year to the Long Beach Marine Stadium. Okay, and that's many famous things happened there. It was built for the 1932 Olympics and rowing. They've had several. X Games there, yep. mini commercials, TV stuff, uh, drag races, boat races, just so many things through the years, and that's kind of where our family uh, hung, starting really in the seventies, uh, mid seventies, and beyond. That's and cool. We so, were doing it all. We yeah. were just doing. It were all. you? Sl- you're wow. tall
0: too. So were you slalom skiing? You, it was always. Much.
2: It was always everything. I, yeah, I dabbled everything. in yeah. everything yeah. around the course, off the jump, show skiing, boarding shoe skiing discing yeah. we we really had it's it all. really
0: cool i mean you can and mike can pull it up right now but you can actually pull up tony com, and he's got an amazing history of the stuff they did and that's what's so cool about it is that you were doing everything i mean if you want to be a good skier the more aspects of it that you do the the better you get i mean you just round out your balance so i saw that you're on standing foils for a while too you and mike both those must have been tough. I've never been on one. I've never been on ski. What is a ski.
1: What is a standing foil?
0: So I'll let Tony explain it.
2: Well, uh, they actually were introduced right down the road here at Winter Haven. They, they came with the stand-up foil. So it's two pairs of skis, and then it has an assembly underneath of it that's kind of shaped like a triangle. And underneath that is a wing that flies underneath the water, kind oh, of like cool. a biplane or a triplane. And these were done in the 60s. So uh, they just kept going from there they were sold through the water skier magazine and uh, we developed them mike had them at his shop so they were always around and that's one of the reasons why he invented the sit-down hydrofoils because we took that pair of stand-up foils at his shop and started mounting everything else up on these skis so will one ski work no not very good will trick skis work not very good uh eventually got around to mounting up a kneeboard And, uh, him and his partner made the first kneeboard hydrofoil I was also the first person to ride that. And it went from there. I don't know if you're familiar with the, uh, device called a seat ski. That was it's it's articulated. Um, so you kind of sit down yellow and it's got like a big bracket on it. Yeah. So Mike had one of those for rent and that went on the hydrofoils. Right. Okay. So now it's like, oh, we've got something here. Yep. So his partner lived right next door and he was the builder. Mike was kind of the guy that said, okay, put the skis together right? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. Bob would put the skis together. Oh, it needs to be a single strut. Bob would put the single strut. Oh, it needs to have foot straps. It needs to have a foot belt. A foot belt. So Mike was kind of the guy who... The idea guy, he didn't right. actually make the stuff. Right. But that, so, that and that was, was the birth of the, the air birth, chair. That was the birth of the air chair, which was 1989. Yeah, it was the first sit-down hydrofoil. I remember
0: so they sent one... I was a buddy with Mike through show skiing because I was skiing at SeaWorld at the time. And I he sent one out to uh, SeaWorld. And I don't know if... Um, it was the first time it was flipped, but uh, Gary Harris, uh, I think he was he was the first at SeaWorld anyway to flip first front flip. Gary Harris did the first, first front, front flip. not the first back, the first that back roll. That was Mike. That was Mike. Mike yeah. did the first yeah. back roll. What year was that? Uh, I believe it was ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. yeah. So that's about right. That's I was there ninety and ninety one. So yeah, that's cool. And now it's now it's morphed and kind of separated, right? Because you've got the Sky Ski and the air chair well there's
2: different brands it's that the patents have expired you know uh, mike and his partner had a very contentious split up over the years so uh, air chair uh, was left with with him and then mike went on and found sky ski and now there's so many people doing manufacturing but mike probably knows more about hydrofoiling than just about anybody i mean he's been doing it literally since the 50s we got to get mike on yeah he's he's a riot oh my gosh yeah the the stories stories.
0: (laughs) he's got a couple of them yeah he's definitely gonna be a bonus episode
1: is the, uh, the sit-down, the air chair, is it still as popular today as I guess it was when it was first invented? Because I, I remember going to the show at Cypress Gardens when I first started working there. And when they pulled out the air chair, that was the first time I'd ever seen it in my life. And I was 25 years old. And I, and, I mean, I'm not like an avid skier, but I'd been skiing before. Never even seen one of those. I thought it was new. You said it was in 1989 when that came out.
2: 89, 91. You know, when it first came out, it was nuts. I mean, just if you could do a roll people would turn their boats around and literally follow you for miles just to watch because no one had seen anything like that before. Yeah, And it was so new and different. It was like we were on the Discovery Channel. There was commercials. Mike had a thing in Playboy magazine with him writing it. I mean, it was all over the place. Uh, So it was very exciting. But now, uh, like anything, the sport develops. It's got its niche. It's got its people. But just like Wake just like knee boarding just like anything the tricks that are being done now are you can look you can't even tell what's happening anymore yeah wow that's so cool so i I got a list of things here that i want to just kind of peg through what's right on left out right on left out it's interesting uh so what foot forward are you i'm left foot forward okay so now you're supposed to ask me what foot forward foot forward are you whichever foot's in front Right. Yeah. So I, I, if you were riding right oh, foot forward, so it doesn't forward, matter. No, no, I'm saying if you're riding right foot forward, you are right foot forward. If you're riding left foot forward, excuse me, but you actually are left foot forward because you're riding left foot forward. So what happened to me I'm was. Uh, I am too. Okay. Uh, I went to chiropractic school and uh, I hurt my wrist. And, um, When I hurt my wrist, I couldn't use my right hand anymore, right? To the extent where it was really bad. You try to wipe your butt with your left hand, easy. Try (laughs) it sometime. I'm I'm going to go try it right now. I'll come back and let you know how it works. (laughs) It's a whole new experience. And so I started doing some research about handedness and and looked up a bunch of books and come to find out, like, man, there's a left-handed bias, like left out, left behind. uh, And there's a (laughs) right-hand positive stuff. I mean, think about it. If you're dexterous, right? Dex means right. Aha. Uh-huh. Ambidextrous, two rights. Huh. Well,
1: you look know? at that.
2: Yeah, screw you, left handed people. Et cetera, et cetera. It's so, all right, 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 right. right. <laughs> no, I was kidding. <laughs> so uh, I was talking with my mom about this, and she goes, Oh, by the way, you were born left handed. Wow. And I, we switched you because she was a teacher, and at that time, things weren't made for for lefties so much. Wow. So I got switched over, right? So my brain is all messed up. I'm really like born genetically left-handed, but was right-handed. Didn't find out until I was 20-some years old, and it was about the same time it was wakeboarding. So it really got me to the point where I didn't think – I'm right foot forward or left foot forward. I'm just riding whatever foot is forward. That's what foot forward I am. That probably oh helps you big time. It totally. Probably, yeah. yeah. Totally. Definitely in
0: wakeboarding, right? Because in wakeboarding, you try to do things both feet forward all the time. Correct. So, so
2: when that happened, it like just it blew my mind. It totally opened it up. So that's that's what that's all about. And I encourage all people riding wake and surf to spend time with both feet forward. I mean, it just makes you so much better of a rider. Yeah, I completely agree. That's a good one
1: great. You're speechless. I don't even know what to say. Uh, Mind blown right there.
0: (laughs) That's why we want to get you on the disc so it doesn't you won't have to worry about it. Yeah,
1: what foot forward do I do on the disc? Both of them. Yeah, both feet forward. Yes. I think my my beer belly will be leading the way though. That's
0: perfect. That's perfect. That's funny. So uh, so Navarro, we've had, Shannon's been talking about Troy Navarro quite a bit and uh, you've got a cuff story. What's the cuff story about
2: uh, well, the, 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 that's two different things. I think Navarro and the cuff story would be two different things. So okay. which, which one of those would you like?
0: Yeah. Let's start with the cuff story.
2: Okay. So the cuff, I know you've, you've mentioned it a couple of times and we've talked about uh, Zane's trick and all that business, but, um, I, I started experimenting with that just because I do different stuff. I'm out of the box a little bit. And I published a story, double blind study, which is a play, you know, on like the medical stuff. I was a chiropractor and all this business, but basically I approached cuff. And did a a blind 180. And this was in 96 and published an article in Water Ski Magazine. So I, so what cuff
0: means, Mike, just so I can explain that to the, the audience that doesn't know. When you're wakeboarding, typically if you're, let's say you're riding left foot forward, you have both hands in front of you. Yeah. And that's how you're holding the handle. A cuff means you put both hands behind your back. You're still riding the same foot forward, but instead of holding the handle in front of you, you've got both hands behind your back. So it's like you have handcuffs on. Oh, I That's see what why you're it's saying. Okay, cuffed,
1: cuffing, yeah. So
0: right. the trick that I did, the Slurpee, Zane and I did a Slurpee where you actually cut into the wake, cuffed. Yeah. And you do a toe side back roll with a back with a backside spinning 360 in the middle of it. Sounds confusing.
1: I, uh... So it's a backflip with a 360.
0: <laughs> you come in okay. cuffed. All right, gotcha. So, so you come in cuffed. Tony was doing some yeah. So it was, stuff. it was
2: out. It was out there in '96. This was before the Slurpee and all that stuff. And I was experimenting with it a little bit, and then finally. Uh, I did this thing called the Hyperlight Tour for a number of years and it was a series of amateur events. I was kind of like the guy putting it together. We did 200 events, wrote tournament in a box, was hanging out. This was amazing for two years on, on tour in the golden days, hot summer nights. Yep. Hot summer nights. That was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That's right. So um, I got to hang out with in the boat with Darren, Sean you know Darren Shapiro, yeah. Sean Murray. Yeah. Um Jeff Heer was there. Andy was there. Yeah. Dean Lavell. These guys are teaching other people but I'm driving the boat and it's like I'm taking lessons right now too. So sure. um that's when I kind of got the idea to throw the uh the invert like that which became the special K and I've been trying that for about 6 months cuz I'm not I'm a very Wakeboarding does not come naturally to me. It's okay. by like, I mean, it literally took me over 150 tries to land my first flip. Wow. Like I was dedicated. And yeah. I was already flipping kneeboard, ski, jump skis, sure. trick skis. So frustrating. And you're Je- tall. Like most guys are doing flips with short guys. That's right. So Jeff here got me sorted out on my first flip back there at Canyon Lake. But now I'm in the boat with with Sean and hanging out. It's like, I want to try this again. I was getting oh so close show up at the first board stock right yeah and someone says oh man zane's doing your trick uh, right and now i hear he actually made that the first time yeah. at the board stock, at board stock. zane's yeah. doing your trick and i'm like oh man this was my chance to finally like you know make a mark and he's doing the trick and i saw him do the trick his was an extra half spin right right oh and then he got on the cover i'm like oh my gosh you know yeah that guy how, where did he come up with it yeah yeah. So like two or three days later, I finally landed the first one. So it's the same basic trick, but it's a half spin less. Instead of it being the full 360, it's the half spin. But I kept thinking, and I still do, I would love if someone d- would do the cuffed approach and do it into a Rayleigh. So like literally you could do a Rayleigh with a blind 360. Wow. Well, there you go. You see it, don't you? I see it. Yeah. You come the in challenges The
1: challenge is out there. The gauntlet has been laid
2: Tenusen.
0: down. Clifford, here you go, boys. (laughs) Now you got one. That's right. It's about time somebody did something new anyway. So, you know, uh, Tony, when I was coming up, I saw a New Hampshire boy growing up, and I used to watch Hot Summer Nights. And the only reason I wanted to come down here was because of seeing the stuff that I saw. But when you did the front flip on the slalom ski, that was such a cool trick to me because it was a regular slalom ski. It wasn't a wide ski. It was just a tournament slalom ski that you'd use in the course doing a front flip off of a small wake,
2: and no toe, no high toe either. No
0: high toe. You just had a toe loop in the back. Wow.
2: Well, I'm saying the toe, the the rope wasn't high. The rope was low. Oh, the low pylon. Yeah. The low pylon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Low pylon. How long of a line were you doing that on? 75. Full 75 foot line. Correct. Wow. How long, how many tries?
2: And again, for me, it's been all about perseverance. I'm not the guy that goes out and gets it instantaneously. I mean, I literally, I took gymnastics for two years and was bouncing yeah. on a trampoline with a rope in the 1980s. Yeah. I took springboard diving for two years and was getting aerial awareness. Right. And when I figured out I couldn't do it on a slalom ski because my the first ski I tried it on was a wood ski. That's how far back I wow. go. And, like, the first one, the ski just exploded into a million pieces. <laughs> oh, so my God. Pretty sad. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a process. And then I went and worked at Magic Mountain and learned the front flips off the ramp. Yep. So it kind of kept going there. And then I would just take sets every day. I mean, literally hundreds. How many do you
0: think you threw? Hundreds, hundreds. Hundreds for
2: sure. Hundreds for sure.
0: Wow. And the first, so were you, like, how were you
2: landing? Were you were you landing just short or were you landing on your side? Kind of butt and back. I would chop the throttle to get a bump, you know, on the throttle yep. and then come up. So, yeah, I mean, it was right there. And, and that's basically the trick that got me the uh, contract uh, yeah. with Herb. You know, when I started making them, I told Mike, he goes, well, you're not making them unless you can do them on cue. And Mike Mack was getting married. All the skiers were there and he towed me up and down the river for an hour. Huh. And I made like 20 of them that day. Wow. You know, and then when we got back, we what were boat, at, what boat it were you was, uh No, it was probably like a, who even knows, a Mastercraft singer. He was a ski eliminator guy for... But small wake. Definitely a small wake. It was yeah. definitely a small wake. And, and he... I went to Mike's shop, and he called up Herb, and he's, I'm standing right there, and he goes, Herb, the kid's ready. Get on the phone with Herb, and he, he says, oh, I just heard you've been doing some hot-dogging. You got this trick. I'd like to put you under contract for $100 a day and go in the shop and pick out whatever you want, and I'm getting you an airplane ticket to go to Florida to shoot with Tom King. No kidding. And that was it. Just like that. And it all boom. started. Yeah, it was very exciting. Instant celebrity. Well, I mean, you, you work for a long time at stuff, and yeah. then you finally have that breakthrough, that thing that pushes you over the edge. Yep. And that was the thing. It was very exciting.
0: How fast were you going? Do you remember? 31. 31 miles but an But then
2: hour. you're taking, you know, I'm, I'm, you're cutting as hard as you can at the weight. Sure. So what, what you're going to get probably 50 plus yeah. when you hit.
0: And which way? Your right foot forward? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Unless I'm left foot forward. Unless you're left foot forward. So you'd be throwing these from left to right? No, right to left. You're going right just to like left. Just like off a ramp jump. Like okay, same just, thing like ramp a, just like yeah. a yeah. ramp. Just like a ramp. Correct. Okay, got it. That is so cool. <laughs> Did, oh, so wow. you'll, have, you'll have to pull that up. I will. I'll have to it. check it out for sure. Because I tried them. Like every time I would ski, I'd go. we'd have this path that would always run down. And I'd try it right at the end, every time for probably two summers. And I never made one. I came real close. But um, nobody in my like knew how to bump the throttle like it was it was wide open
1: so that is that a thing you got to the the driver can't just be steady he's got to watch what you're doing and hit the throttle at the right time when you're learning it just helps. Learning.
0: helps helpful oh, yeah I for see. sure yeah it, it it what it does is it, it it gets rid of that tension on the line mm-hmm. so that you can finish your rotation and then get pulled back up again. I see. Yeah. Instead of the constant pull. Because if
1: you're jumping forward towards the boat, you're going to get some uh, slack. Is that what you mean? Well, so you, he needs to speed up pull the slack he out? He backs
0: off so that you get rid of tension. You mm-hmm. get rid of some of that tension so you can finish the rotation. and then get Oh, back up again. I see. Gotcha. So, yeah. In fact, we, we, we had an event once that um, you could pick your driver. Because in wakeboarding, same thing. Like, I used to chop the throttle on people all the time and save their ass, like if they're handle passing. Wow. You know, and so we tried a tournament like that once where you could pick your own driver. And people were making a lot more tricks than they would have normally. Right. So it was kind of a cool deal.
1: Uh, we're at 25 minutes. Do you want to uh, wrap this one up? And then on the next episode, we can ask him about, I really want to learn the history of the board versus the wakeboard argument. Yeah? Yeah. We could do that. Is that we could cool? Do that.
0: Well, hold on. Before we get out of this one, I want to get into the, the 50 at 50. Let's let let's just do the 50 at 50. Okay. So let's talk about that. On your 50th birthday, you skied on 50 different things.
2: Yeah, we're going to run it back just a little bit. So my grandmother, every year from age 79 to 88, rode her sit-down hydrofoil from Long Beach to Catalina Island and back. 52 miles, open ocean. No kidding. What? Total really? stud. Total, I mean, she was like... I used to go to the gym with her and train in her 80s, like weightlifting, for real. And I was inspired on my 40th to do something. Okay. And uh, having a couple cocktails, sitting down with a buddy of mine. And it was like, well, maybe 40 miles on 40 different things and made the list. And the first list was 27. Wow. Right? So then it was like, start researching, start digging in, look at old magazines, talk to people. And, and then, like, you start to get creative, like I've, garage sales and flea markets. And, like, I wonder if I could ski on that picnic table. Well, <laughs> evidently you can ski on a picnic table and pictures of coolers and, like, a guitar, yeah. piece of wood, you know, just yeah. random, random objects. So I did the 40 for 40 actually on my birthday. The problem was my birthday's in um, – November, so it was pretty cold. It was was 57, rainy. It had snowed in Canyon Lake in California two days before. So I'm literally in a wetsuit all day, you know, just, but I'm just going from act to act to act to act. Pulled it off, one of the hardest things I've ever done, you know, made the 40 for 40. So I did ride 40 things. How many days? One day. One day. One day. Uh, Now
1: hold on. You went 40 miles on each thing? No, one mile, One
2: mile on each thing. Oh, one mile on each
1: thing. So for a total of 40 miles. Correct. Gotcha. On okay.
2: forty things, and that was my last. I retired the front flip that day. Oh no, kidding! On my fortieth birthday, last front flip I've done. Wow. Correct, because it's it. I could make it, but I could. Hurt, I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, body's yeah. just not going to happen. So when fifty was rolling around, I really wasn't like in shape, and my sister suggested CrossFit. So like three years ahead, I started CrossFitting. Uh huh. And when the fifty came along, I, I, not only did I do the fifty like handily, but a great friend of mine, Mark Vanslow, suggested that I. Uh, put the thing into acts. So, because he's, you know, big time stunt guy, they're doing the Water World show and he's a big show guy. And he said, We'll do it in acts. The history of Wake, the history of hydrofoiling, the history of show skiing. So, when I did that one, I did individual acts to not only ride the stuff, but tell the story, added costumes, all this kind of stuff. So, so that, cool. that was the 50 for 50. I've probably wow. written over 80 different things right now. And I'm pretty confident with uh, 60 for 60 and 70 for 70. I think the 80 for 80 might be a little tricky, though. I love it. love Uh,
1: it. Not if you get one of those little, like, you get like a toilet seat thing ride that you know things that old folks can use like you know put some skis on a walker i understand
2: (laughs) i'm looking for a marlin by the way anybody got a marlin out there what's a marlin a marlin you know the thing that you you're from florida the florida marlins
1: oh the oh a marlin oh an actual fish okay gotcha well
2: i mean they go through the water so that ought to go through the water yeah Yeah. just (laughs) watch out watch out for the bill watch out for the bill yeah no kidding (laughs) god well,
0: that's right, it, man. Yeah, we're we're going to wrap that that's one. We're going to awesome, get deeper man. into. Tony's got some other stuff coming up that we're going to get deeper into. Uh, make sure you check him out, Tony. Plug, plug your website one more time.
2: Well, uh, Instagram, uh, Water Skier's Life, uh, personal site, Tony dot uh, Wake Ski one hundred, uh, which we didn't get to talk about today. Uh, it's going to be the hundredth anniversary, so yep, we're going to bring all, all that's that That's going to be up. wakeski one hundred org. We'll and, get into uh,
1: that in the next episode. Absolutely. Right. And hey, if,
0: if you're listening, guys, keep sharing us, uh, keep liking us. The five stars makes a big difference. It gets us up higher on the ratings, and, and more people will start listening. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Pull Water Sports. Pull Water Sports, full service pro shop dedicated to getting friends and family out on the water. Carry the best brands Ronix, Radar, Liquid Forest, Connolly, O'Neill, Rusty, Phase 5, all of them. You can find them at pullwatersports.com or just on Instagram uh, or Facebook at Pull Sports.
1: Mike, you got anything to add in? Uh, follow me on Facebook, Mike Lee Comedian, and I'm out on Instagram at Mike on the Radio. There you go. Go on Patreon,
0: too, guys. Patreon.com. Uh, for so slash the outside edge. Yep. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time on the Outside Edge.